execution trumps ideas every time. There's a jillion people out there with great ideas, but it's really just a matter of good execution to be successful. Hey guys, it's your girl Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy Joey Price. Hey, and thank you for tuning into another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, where we're all about entrepreneurs building a better life and a better version of themselves. Well, it's never too early to talk about New Year's resolutions. And if you are interested in getting into real estate, this is the conversation for you. We're joined by Jeff Schechter, a.k.a. Shecky, who's been an entrepreneur his whole life. Now he is the CEO and co-founder of High Return Real Estate, and they're doing some fun things in the Midwest. Jeff, a.k.a. Shecky, is going to tell you all about whether or not now is the time to get into real estate, and if so, where should you start? Hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I'm excited to be here, Joey. And in the spirit of your podcast, I've actually got a fresh cup of coffee going. My man, what are you drinking right now? I have a uh, organic stuff that I buy and I use my little French press and then I put the MCT oil in it. So I'm good. I don't remember what version I've got today, but I'm just pretty much a medium guy. Jeff, I love you already, man. You mentioned the MCT oil. That's something that I have started to do recently. We just got a cold press spout installed at our office and no no coffee goes in my cup these days without MCT oil. Yeah. Are you into the science of it at all? Or is it kind of like one of those things yeah, where people yeah, say it's good? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a complete body hacker. Yeah. But I have a keen interest in, in natural health. And, you know, obviously I'm trying very hard to age gracefully. Sure, sure. Um, I, I'm not as much into the science either, uh, but I do know that it, it is as advertised where you just feel sharper, clearer. And I was telling my wife, you know, it's not like you feel this kind of like Red Bull shot of energy or five hour shot of energy. I, I told her, like, I feel like I'm on a sustained 90 percent. So like, whereas yeah. I'm not wearing out throughout the day, I still can give, you know, my best efforts and not always like super refreshed, but I'm alert, locked in and like I could just keep going. That has nothing to do with real estate, but you uh, caught my attention. <laughs> well, maybe it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it does. Being Talking about being a high me. performer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being a high performer and um, all the, the tools that help. Um, Jeff, you go by Shecky, so we're just going to go ahead and uh, make sure that we call you Shecky because uh, you're now a close friend. So this episode is all about real estate. Can you give us uh, a 30-second overview of what you're doing with high-return real estate and then unpack how you got to real estate in the first place? Yeah, so we just noticed that obviously there was a lot of people, including ourselves, that wanted to get into inexpensive buy-and-hold rental properties. Uh, but as you can imagine, it uh, is a situation where it's very difficult to find stuff, get stuff rehab, you know, get tenants in there, get them performing, especially in areas where you may not live. So what we did is we just went out to build that and we created a business and a system surrounding that where we provide properties that we've sourced, we've rehabbed, we've brought in a third party inspector, we've cured any of the items on the inspection, we put a warranty on it, we've got a property management company, we put a renter in it, we get it performing. And then when it's all done and pretty in a nice little bow, we put it out there to our investors base so they can just pick anything that they want and jump into a property that's already performing without having to do any of the work. So it's uh, it's turned out to be great. Um, as far as my uh, foray into this, I, I honestly, I've been in and out of real estate for 
a long time. Started house hacking before it was even a term back in the 80s, just meaning I would live in places off sometimes without kitchens and bathrooms and fix things up, live in them for a couple of years. And then when I had some equity built up as a result of those fix-ups and market appreciation, I would sell them, take the profit, move on to the next project. So you were going and, uh, you were going where no man yeah. has gone before and uh, building houses from the inside out and then and then selling them is, is, is what I understand, house yeah. hacking. Yeah, and I don't know that I necessarily went where no man had gone before. <laughs> I was just, you know, do, the the trick was, you know, with capital gains and all that, not to get too complex. But sure. if you if you're in it for at least two years, you're not paying significant tax on the uh, sale. So what I would do is I would just usually figure a two year window and go, I'm going to live in it, and I'm, it's going to suck for one year, and then I'm going to enjoy it for one year, and then I'm going to sell it and move on to the next one. And I did, you know, five or six of those over the course of nine or ten years, and it served me pretty well because essentially I was making profits and pretty much overall living for free. And, and I learned some really great things. And then, you know, many years later, I ended up in a flipping business with another gentleman down in Texas where I spent most of my adult life, and it's only recently in the last couple of years that we just saw this opportunity in the Midwest and went for it. But, you know, just because of that background and also the background in marketing and sales and, you know, just understanding what investors want and what I wanted as an investor, it just made sense to kind of jump into this. And partially it was because we saw that, you know, like anything else, there were plenty of people in this space, but very few of them doing it correctly. And we were seeing a lot of investors, including ourselves, getting hosed. And we just said, you know, that's just not right. There should be able to be companies that go out there and do this right and provide a good product. So that's what we set out to do. All right. And so you're doing that with investors. For someone that's just starting out um, and they're considering getting into real estate, is now a good time to get into the real estate investing market? Well, it's a, it's a loaded question, Joey. I mean, any time is a good time to get in, but it depends on what your strategy is. So there's a million different strategies. You know, like for example, right now, we know that buying a home on the coast in California, as an example, is just going to be extremely expensive. We've also seen, you know, 10, 15 years of appreciation there. So we don't necessarily know how much longer that appreciation is going to go. It's possible to make money, but it's a very, very high risk situation. It could just as easily devaluate as well. So to me, like that's not necessarily a smart play. You know, on the flip side, in the Midwest, like where we are, we're seeing very, very inexpensive properties. And if your strategy was just to buy and hold and not talking about appreciation and just say, hey, I just want to make a nice passive income cash flow, then now is a good time to do that. We're seeing fairly inexpensive prices. I mean, certainly there's some upward price pressure, but for the most part, the price to rent ratios are fantastic. So the return on investment is really good for the investor. So really, it's uh, it's always a good time to get into real estate. The question is where you start. Is that a good summary? Yeah, and it depends on where your entry into the market is and what your strategy is and what it is you're looking to do. You know, some people are wanting that. They want, you know, it's America. They want the big hit, right? So let's yeah. make the big flip and, you know, make 70, 80, 100 grand, you know, by next week. And, they, you know, they don't realize how difficult that is and how you have to just time everything just perfectly and everything come off perfectly for that to happen. You know, and some people are just, quote unquote, looking for a good deal. And some people are just looking for long-term passive income. And so, it, again, just depends on what your motivation is and what you're wanting to do. There's, there's lots of ways to skin the cat, as it were. 
Cool. Well, hey, if you are just picking up this podcast, we are talking with Jeff Schechter, a.k.a. Shecky, who is the CEO and co-founder of High Return Real Estate. And we're chatting all about Real Estate 101. He's going to drop in a little bit of a high level thing. So keep that as well. Uh, Shecky, so we all see those commercials of free seminars of getting into real estate. I'm not going to ask you to critique those, but it leads me to, to know that there are various ways that you can get into real estate, whether there's buy and sell or buy and hold or flip or rentals. Could you kind of break down the various aspects of getting into the real estate investing game? Yeah, absolutely. And so and, and let me just, <laughs> it's hard for me not to comment on the, uh, all the <laughs> seminars like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to, because I have a background in digital marketing too. So just for your listeners, just to understand there can be some really good value, but also understand that the guru business in itself is also a business. And most of the motivation for bringing you into a free seminar is certainly, yes, to offer you some value, but also to sell you more education. And given that the internet is so gargantuan and keeps growing, and it, if you go out and do that and do some networking, you can probably find a lot of free information out there. When we decided to start our business, we just decided to be informative and not gurus, even though we also have a podcast and YouTube channel and, you know, all the good stuff that people have nowadays. But we just decided we didn't really want to be in the training business. You know, we just wanted to provide a product. So we had sort of alluded to, you know, the different, there's, it would be impossible in one interview to really cover all the different ways that you can get into real estate. For example, I know people that are buying notes. So in other words, they don't own the property. They just actually buy the note that is the loan on the property. So that in itself, the paper is could be considered a performing asset where the collateral itself is real estate. Again, it's just one way to skin the cat. Some of those notes are performing. Some of those notes are non-performing. I know people that are buying, you know, multifamily. Like that's a really, really hot word right now. It's like, you know, why would you buy one door when you can buy five or 50 or whatever? And to a great extent, I somewhat agree with that. But when it boils down to what's practical out there in the marketplace, it doesn't always work that way. Similarly, there's also people that are, like we said, looking for a flip, looking for a quick hit. They want to do a lot of work. There's other people that are just buying strictly for appreciation and, you know, hoping that they can rent that flat which I don't recommend, but, you know, they're saying, well, my renter is going to make my mortgage payment, and in 10 years, the thing's going to be worth 50000 more than what I paid for it. Yeah, maybe. But given that there are so many different ways to do it, what you have to do, first of all, is figure out what you want. Like, what is your goal? I mean, are you looking for a quick hit? I mean, if you are, then you're probably going to be doing a lot of work and you're going to have a pretty big learning curve. If you're looking for just something passive, then you may not need to learn as much. You just need to find a good deal that's out there and buy it and go for it and cash flow on it. So, you know, again, it all begins with you and what your financial goals are. Once you know that, it becomes easier to filter out some of the noise and figure out what you should not be looking at. Awesome. And let's talk about the financial goals aspect. Um, everyone starts from somewhere. And so you have people listening to this podcast that have very little money in the bank. You have some that have a few assets in there and they're wondering what to do with it, whether they put it in a in stocks or a savings account. And then you have the people that have significant cash flow and they're ready to make a buy on something right now. Could you talk to 
each level of person and either say, you know, maybe don't consider real estate, consider this. Or if you're at this level, here's what you need to be thinking about as far as a real tangible goal to get into the real estate investing market. Absolutely. And just recognize as I answer the question, you know, obviously I'm, I'm framing it around the world that I'm in, which is real estate. So, you know, admittedly, it may be a bit of a biased answer. <laughs> I, I, I certainly, I certainly don't profess to be a financial guru in any way. Uh, however, you know, I've done well, my partner's done well, our investors are doing well. But I would say if you're just getting started, look, especially if you're an American, there's so much opportunity. I mean, the, the internet itself, I mean, you could, by tomorrow, you could be selling products on Amazon and making a profit. And, you know, it may be a small profit, but start looking for ways to generate a little side hustle and create some income. Um, even if you think you have no money, what we find what's interesting is many Americans actually have assets that they don't realize are assets. So, you know, you kind of touched on it in that, you know, maybe there's a 401k, maybe there's a savings account, things like that. Maybe there's equity in your current home, which you are so proud of the fact that you have this $300,000 home that you only own $150,000 on, right? Yet you're, you're broke, you're making your, you know, you're going to work every day just to make the car payment, the grocery payment, the insurance payment, the health insurance payment, and the mortgage payment. But you've got this equity. Well, not to be crass, but, you know, WTF, what is that, what is that doing for you? Yeah. So for those people that, you know, you really want to assess what kind of assets do you actually have tangible that are available to you, what I would do is encourage you to look at that 150 in equity and ask yourself, what is this doing for me? In other words, how is this performing for me. In many cases, you may be able to take out a home equity line of credit or refinance the home and pull a bunch of cash out and don't blow it. Don't go on a vacation and buy a fancier car. Take that and buy a performing asset. Now, for example, in our world, we have properties that start at you know, $46,000, $47,000. Nice little single family home in Indianapolis. Fully rehabbed, rented, warranted, inspected, the whole thing, and performing nicely. You probably get 10% or so cash on cash on a lot on that investment. So right there, if your home equity line of credit, we were paying, say, 4 or 5%, and you turned around and made that cash perform at 10%, that's a huge win for you. That's now passive income just because of what you set up. So that, that's what I would tell to the people that, you know, there's people that have no money at all and no assets. Yeah, you've got to figure out a side hustle. You've got to look for ways to live not beyond your means. Look for ways to make more income and look for ways to spend less. It's not all about, you know, the nice car, the nice this, whatever, you know. And, and so, you know, like, you know, for my story, I, I lived in some homes that I was house hacking and, I mean, at one, there was one of them that didn't even have a bathroom. I mean, I was peeing in a hole in the ground. And, but I did that because I wanted to get ahead financially. And so there are always sacrifices and things you can do to get ahead. I think in general, most Americans are fairly spoiled and lazy comparative to other cultures. 
and they're maybe not as willing to hustle as other cultures. But that said, there's plenty of opportunity. So, you know, no excuses, especially with the Internet and all the information that's available to you. Uh, to the people that, you know, our medium we've already discussed, to the people that have, you know, extra cash and lots of assets and things rolling around, what I would do is just ask yourself from your own strategy is, what, am I in the right vehicles for, again, what my goals are? So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with stocks. You know, I'm not saying anything, that there's anything wrong with other assets, but everything has its own risk and everything has its own reward. Uh, my business partner and I, especially my business partner, were heavily invested in stocks. And it's just not something that you can control very well when you're competing with big, you know, institutional investors. And so we just said, you know, we just want to, I mean, they may be nothing special, little working class properties, but we just want to own a bunch of rental properties. It's something that may or may not appreciate, but it's always going to be something we can rent, whether it's in an up market or down market. You know, we're five to 15 minutes from downtown. There's always going to be people wanting to rent these properties. So as long as we're in them right and they're in good condition, then we'll be fine. And even if we turn back around and leverage those and do a refi on those and are making a payment on those somewhere along the line, eventually they're, they're also going to get paid off. And then that becomes even more passive income. So we're just constantly in acquisition mode looking for new and better and greater deals, as are our investors. Um, and they very much feel the same way. And again, it's not to say that this is the only thing that's out there. I mean, I know guys that are just crushing it in Bitcoin, okay? And it's not a, it's not a promotion for Bitcoin, but that's a really freaking wild ride. And unless you know exactly what's going to happen, which nobody really does, um, and understand every little uptick and downtick, which I don't, nor do I have the attention for it, even with all the big coffee, I, I'm just not going there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just not. Yeah. So I want to be in things that I know that I can feel and touch and control. And yeah, maybe there's a situation where a, a renter does a little more damage to a property than we thought and it cost me a little bit more. But overall, that's figured in and I'm still on the plus side. Yeah, it's not. It's not like I'm watching stock taking an eighty percent nosedive. Shecky, man, you sound like a guy after my own heart, and we're gonna we're gonna put a pin on the conversation here because this is a great place for folks to jump off and get to the internet, but also to get in contact with you, maybe even to become an investor or to learn more about what you're doing at High Return Real Estate. So could you give just a few closing words in about 60 seconds, as well as a way for people to get in contact with you and take a next step with learning about what you're doing in real estate? Yeah, I mean, I think just to repeat, you know, Figure out what it is you want and what your goals are. And certainly we can have a conversation about that. I think the other thing that people don't realize is, and one of my favorite expressions, I'm not sure if I made it up, but execution trumps ideas every time. There's a jillion people out there with great ideas, but it's really just a matter of good execution to be successful. And that's what really what we help people do. So uh, if you want to see what we're up to, it's very, very simple. Just go to highreturnrealestate.com. And it's spelled just like it sounds. And if you want to write to me directly, you can write to me there. It's Shecky, S-H-E-C-K-Y, at highreturnrealestate.com. And you see everything we're doing there. And I'm happy to answer any questions. And Joey, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? 
only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.